Hi everyone, welcome to the Africademics online course on how to find and apply for scholarships. In today's episode, we will look at master scholarships and I will explain to you what they are, who typically funds them, where you can find them, who's eligible for them and how you can apply for them. Now, if you've watched our previous episode on undergraduate scholarships, you will already know the difference between full and partial funding, but I'll still explain it to you in case you are joining us for the first time today. So, full scholarships, full master scholarships basically means that all the expenses related to your master's degree will be covered by that scholarship. In most cases, that includes things like your tuition fees, but also a living allowance that, for example, covers your accommodation costs, your groceries, your travel costs, even your books or a laptop, or in some case, travel expenses if you are relocating for your studies. That is obviously the best case scenario. We all want those full scholarships. However, not all scholarships are fully funded, unfortunately. So there are also quite a lot of partial scholarships for your master's study. Typically, those will cover your tuition fees. That's the most common partial scholarships. But in some cases, you will also get scholarships that, for example, don't cover your tuition fees, but instead they cover your living costs. In some cases, you will have tuition scholarships with a little bit of extra, for example, for your books or for a laptop or for a small living allowance. So that's the basic difference between full and partial scholarships. And in today's episode, we will specifically focus on master scholarships. So who funds those scholarships? It's quite similar to undergraduate scholarships. So quite often, or in some cases, they will be offered by the government. However, in many cases, master scholarships are also offered by universities or by foundations, by nonprofit organizations, in some cases also by companies. We do see more company-funded bursaries or scholarships for undergraduate programs, typically. Um, but some of them do fund those. And as with undergraduate scholarships, if and when a company funds a master's scholarships, it is typically in the field of study that is relevant to a particular company. So a technology company might fund master's scholarships in the field of engineering or chemistry or biology or energy, for example. Um, whereas a general business or accounting firm might then fund master's scholarships in their field of study. In the case of governments, they don't always look at a specific field of study. Sometimes they also just look at your academic performance or your financial need in order to determine whether or not they will fund you. But um, overall, universities, foundations and governments are the main funders of postgraduate or master's scholarships. Why is that important for you to know? As with undergraduate scholarships, it is important because that will help you determine where to look for funding. We will have a separate module on where to find scholarships, so we won't go into that in too much detail. But obviously, if you are looking for funding for a master's and there is a government program in your field, then you will go to a government website or even a local government office to find out more about that. If you are from a small town, from a certain rural area, you might be able to ask your municipal councillor, for example, for funding opportunities. If you are looking for or if you found a scholarship that's offered by a university, it's always a good idea to speak to the admissions officer at that particular university to find out, is there funding available? Do they know of any scholarship programs for your particular degree? 
or you might even speak to the course convener or the, the head of this particular study program to find out if there are scholarships for that particular degree. Generally speaking, it's also good to do online research um, and we will get to that in the next module, but there are lots and lots of online platforms, including Africademics, of course, where you can find master scholarships for your country, for your field of study or for particular interest. Now, eligibility, um, that is always the crucial part. What do we mean by eligibility? It basically refers to certain criteria that are applied by governments, by companies, by universities, by foundations, in order to decide to whom they want to give the scholarships, right? So in terms of postgraduate scholarships, the main thing that most funders look at are, is your academic performance, so merit-based scholarships, right? In most cases, they will require you to have completed an under undergraduate degree with relatively good grades. Always depends on the funder, how strict they are. Some of them require you to have graduated with distinction or to be in the top 10% of your study program, or they require you to have achieved a certain grade, right? Either across all your subjects or in a particular subject. Quite often, especially when it comes to the more technical, the STEM-related subjects, so your science, technology, engineering, mathematics, they might look at um, your mathematics or your statistic marks, um, or even very, very specific subjects like as, you know, chemistry or biology, if that's something that you've taken in your undergraduate course. When we look at humanities, can be very similar, so they might look at certain subjects that you've taken in your undergraduate degree, but generally speaking, the first thing that funders look at is just your overall academic performance in your undergraduate studies. Then the other big factor that they often look at is your financial need. Because of course, funders will not fund someone who can actually afford to study um, with their own money or where your parents can afford it. So quite often, funders will also look at, okay, how much money are your parents making? Are both of them employed? Are both of them employed in the formal sector or are they not? It depends a little bit on the funder in terms of whether they look at your parents' income or your own income. Um, also, in some cases, they only look at income in terms of you having a job or your parents having a job. Sometimes they also look at overall assets that your parents might have. But all in all, financial need is the other big criteria that is often applied when it comes to postgraduate funding. Although financial need is, is more commonly looked at for undergraduate funding. So the higher up on the education ladder you go, so the more you move towards your postgraduate or even PhD studies, your academic performance actually becomes more important. And even things such as work experience can factor into eligibility criteria. So for a lot of scholarships, things like having had a job, having worked in a particular field, or even having done an internship, can either be a strict uh, hard eligibility criteria, so it might be required, or it might be an asset. So it might give you points, for lack of a better word, when it comes to um, applying for a scholarship. Then, as with undergraduate studies, there are also certain master scholarships that are available for specific demographic groups. So for example, for refugees or for um, people from ethnic minorities, for people with a disability, for women, or for people from rural areas. So very similar here, 
in some cases, um, master's funding is also restricted to or only available for people of a certain nationality. Now, if you've watched our episode on undergraduate studies, you will recall that the bulk of undergraduate funding that is awarded by governments and by universities, even by companies, is often only given to students from that particular country. So if you live in Nigeria or in South Africa, then quite often you will have to be a Nigerian or South African citizen to access undergraduate funding. Now, fortunately, with master's, it's a little bit different. So a lot more funding at master's level is available to international students. And that's also something that I mentioned in the previous episode. If you want to study abroad, then master's studies is actually the perfect time to do that. Because a lot of countries are trying to attract skilled students and skilled workers to their country, they just want to make sure that the person that they're giving a scholarship to has already proven themselves a little bit, which is why they wait until you finished your undergraduate studies and until they can be certain that you know what you want to do professionally and you have already proven that you can succeed and excel at university level. So that's why a lot of funding for international students is available at master's level. And that is, of course, an amazing opportunity for anyone who wants to do that. In many, many countries, um, especially in European countries, but also in America and even in African countries, um, also in Asian countries, is therefore available at master's level. And quite often, um, there are also English taught courses at master's level available, even in countries that do not have English as an official language. And I, therefore, I do encourage you to look beyond your normal, typical English-speaking countries, such as the US, the UK, Australia, Canada, simply because tuition fees and cost of living in those countries tend to be really high. So even if you get a scholarship or if you get a partial scholarship, it's still quite expensive to study there. Whereas in other countries, such as a lot of European countries, but also Asian countries and some African countries, you can actually get full scholarship for master's studies for programs taught in English, even though English is not the first language in that country. So think about branching out a little bit. Look at countries like Germany, the Netherlands, Belgium, um, the Northern European countries like Sweden um, or Norway, also Asian countries, um, there's quite a lot of scholarship opportunities in China, even in South Korea, um, and in African countries as well, South Africa, um, Nigeria, and a few smaller countries also. So don't restrict yourself to English-speaking countries when you look for a master's program. Um, there are lots of opportunities available in other countries as well. Then the application process. Um, as I said in the previous episode, we will have a separate module on how to apply for scholarships. So all the nitty gritty will be covered there. We will also have a separate module on studying abroad, what you need to consider and so on. So for now, I just want to go through the very, very basic um, aspects of the application process for master scholarships. Um, as with undergraduate scholarships, sometimes the application process is integrated into your university application. That is often the case if the funding is offered by the university. They want to make their lives easier. So when you apply for admission, sometimes there is the option to either tick a box or to complete a separate form. 
and then you submit everything at once, your university admission and your scholarship application. That is the best case scenario because it's also easier for you. But in many cases, for example, when a scholarship is offered by a company or by a foundation or even by government, there will be two application processes, right? One for your university admission and then a second one for your scholarship. Once again, as I said in the previous episode, guys, don't wait to apply for a scholarship until you have gained admission to university. In many cases, by the time you get your letter of admission, it will be too late to apply for a scholarship. Most scholarships close for application about 6 to 12 months before the start date of your course. But in most cases, you will only get admission to that course maybe three months before it starts. And by that time, all the scholarships have already closed. So when you're looking for a university and a course that you want to apply for, at the same time, you will be looking for a scholarship and you will probably be applying for that scholarship. In some cases, yes, scholarships will ask you for proof of admission to a certain course. But a lot of the time, even though that is required, you might be able to submit that proof of admission later once you have it. So you can apply for the scholarship, submit all the other supporting documents like your transcripts, your application form, references, whatever else might be required. And then later, once you have your admission letter, you, you hand that in. Um, fortunately, in this day and age, a lot of universities and also scholarship organizations have moved to an online application process, which can make our life easier because we don't have to complete paper forms and mail them and we don't know if it arrives, but it all goes through an online system, sometimes via email also. Um, one thing that I always recommend is don't wait until the very last day to submit your application because quite often the system gets overwhelmed or you might not have Wi-Fi or you might be missing a document. So guys, always complete the application as early on in the process as possible. Generally speaking, the documents, as I said, consist of an application form, copy of your ID, copy of your transcripts, Sometimes references, um, references and additional supporting documents are more and more common at master's level compared to undergraduate level. And then also, guys, remember, if you want to study abroad, there is usually quite a list of additional documents that you will need to supply. There might be an English language test if you didn't complete your undergraduate studies at an English speaking university or in an English speaking school. Also, if your transcripts are not issued in English for your undergraduate studies, you might need to have them translated, you might need to have them certified. So just keep that in mind because it will take additional time for you to get that ready. But as I said, we will have a separate module on all the nitty gritty of the application process. So do watch out for that and make sure you watch that as well. All right, I hope this episode was useful for you just in terms of explaining the very, very basics of master's scholarships. We will provide you with a list of examples of these scholarships and there will also be a little handout as part of the course. So make sure you download that and also check out our website and our scholarship database um, to look for those opportunities. All right, um, in the next episode, we will be looking at PhD scholarships. Um, that is quite an exciting one because generally speaking at PhD level, most scholarships are actually open 
to international students. So even if you haven't managed to secure a scholarship at master's level, but you do want to study further, or you are pursuing a career in academia, you want to do that PhD, then there are many, many opportunities available for you. So stay tuned and we'll see you in the next episode.